We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Coming from Jay Tang, coming out of uh, Manhappiness. Want a little sandstorm oh, this morning. I, I was going to say that came from a Jerome in Manhattan today. <laughs> Very it. nicely either done one. by K-State either, last night, either, huh? Either one. Either one. How about that last is it, night, Is right? it over yet, is, by the way? I don't know. Are still over? Oh, my God. The foul fest last night. Can we just start what everybody's talking about today? Fran Fraschilla sucks. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, I, I've never had an announcer give me anxiety and make me want to punch a TV like I do when I listen to Fran Fraschilla. At one point of the game late, he had claimed that they're not calling any fouls. He does realize there were 49 fouls called in that game last night, right? 49 fouls, 67 free throws. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and Fran's on there. Yeah. They're not calling anything. They're letting the guys play. Fran, there's more fouls than minutes played, sir. He's he's he is he's a know-it-all man. Like I I listen to that guy do college basketball, which is not very often, and I long for Bill Walton. I really do. Like I love listening to Bill Walton. I think he's very entertaining, very 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 entertaining. Sometimes I don't even know that he's watching the game, which makes it even more entertaining. Fran Fraschilla is going to tell you everything he's ever learned and known about anything and let you know that he's the smartest guy in the room. It's very difficult to watch a game with Fran Fraschilla broadcasting the game. And, and I'm not one that's going to sit here and rip on broadcasters. I don't like to do that. Not like Josh with Al Michaels. But th- this is <laughs> – well, last night was be just – engaged, that's all. <laughs> yeah, well, he's Fran's engaged. I'll give him that. But, yeah, he is. But, but last night was just excruciating listening to him in a game that I thought was very, I, I guess you could use the term entertaining. It was close. It gave you everything you wanted. It had a great hook. It went to overtime. And then I got to listen to Fran bemoan about the officials and whatever else he was talking about last night. The good news is every fan base hates him. So he clearly is doing his job. But last night but I'm, I'm, watching, crazy, I'm sick to my stomach. I don't know. Cause I don't think you're alone in that. Cause he used to be like, Big 12 flag waiver. Yeah, and everybody right. liked him for that. For that, for a while. Right? He was like, yeah. he'd stand up for the Big 12, and he's kind of the, the voice of the Big 12. And yeah. then suddenly it, it turned at some point in time where nobody cares for him. Right. I don't know why they don't trade people out every once in a while, too. Like, right, right. Exactly. Why they just mix send it him up to, a little bit. Send him to another league, bring somebody, you know, and have your main guy be somebody else and just kind of mix it up every once in a while because it feels, yeah, it feels a little stale. It does. And and, and it's not necessarily the stale part. It's just like, I, I don't need to know everything. I, every time he said something, I talked to so-and-so's father before the game. I talked to so-and-so's cousin before. Like, Good everything form. was like that. No, he's, he's doing his job. I get it. It's just... I don't, I don't know how to put it other than it's just it's nauseating. It just really is. Like, I'm like, I wish there was a Manning cast that I could flip to. Like, give me Dick Vitale and Bill Walton and uh, give me that guy that Bill Walton does the games with out on the West Coast and 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 let's roll. And give me that on every basketball game because I think Dick Vitale yeah, is wildly what? entertaining. Uh, the, uh, the voice of the Cardinals, that guy? No, not Josh Lewin. Is no, that no? no. Um, because he's got a couple of different partners now. Dave Pash. Dave Pash. Dave Pash. Yeah. Pash. That's yeah. the guy. Voice of yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dave Pash. That's the guy that I want, man. He sets up Walton really well. He's so yeah. good with Bill yeah. Walton. They're so good together. Bill Walton doesn't know how good Dave Pash is because he's talking about, you know, gloriousness or whatever else he's doing out there riding his bike. The conference but, of champions. Yeah, right. But but I, he's great. Give me him. Give me Vital. Give me Dave Pash. Let's go. Give me Dan Schulman. I'll take Dan Schulman, too. I really like him. 
Um, but uh, th- that would be a good Manning cast type of, of, of other opportunity for a game because Fran Fraschill is just nails on a chalkboard for me now. Like I, It's just no matter what he says, I'm going to find it to be infuriating. And, and last night when he's saying they're letting them play and there's no fouls in this game, and you look at the, the, the box score, you see 49 fouls. What did you say, 61 free throws? 67. 67 yeah. free throws. Yeah, yeah. So it's a foul-free game, Fran. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. watching. Yeah, foul-free. Uh, they, they panned over at one point in time and – and there were like three Kansas stars all filed out of yeah. the bench. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, right. like everybody had fi- everybody had fouls. It was just some. It was it was fun. It was compelling. Yeah. It was competitive. The atmosphere was great. Yep. It, it checked all it, the boxes, it checked all last boxes night. except yeah. for uh, time of play and fouls. Right. Because uh, BW you checked out. Yeah, and, I had to tap out for a little for while. a little while, and then you you text us. You're like, oh my gosh, there's two back in. There's two minutes left. And there must have been 40 minutes after 40 that. Minutes. Before yeah, because I, I did the time. He texted us. He said, there's two minutes left. He goes, that'll take another 20 minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes time. later, we're still going. Overtime. Yeah. Yep. But seven minutes of game action should not take 40 minutes no. in real time no. ever. No. I, I don't care what planet you're on. I don't, the NFL would never do something and, like that. And it, as compelling and as fun as it was, when it hit overtime, I went, oh. uh, I know. I was the same way. I, was like, just, I, gotta, I thought I was going to get like, to bed swallow early Swallow the whistle just and let them play. And this. It was, it was like eight. 46 by the time the game ended. That's right. Yeah. And they tipped off at six. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's no reason like, a college on. basketball game should be come that on. long. It's My it. wife came in. She and Savannah were somewhere. I forgot where they were. She came in, sat down. She said, well, this is a competitive game. I said, it won't stop. Yeah. She said, what do you mean? I said, this game's been on since six. Six o'clock. It's still going. It's, yeah. It's nine o'clock. This is the game that never ends. It goes on and on, my friends. And, and it was the ref show again. Of course, there was a monitor review for something that didn't oh, need to yeah. be reviewed if by you, the monitor. If you drank for fouls, oh, for questionable God. fouls, yeah. for monitor you reviews. Hammered. You were super drunk. Yeah. You were sloshed last night. The no, clock not working. Oh, I know. It's like, <laughs> what, what are we doing? It's just like every college basketball game seemingly gets bogged down by minutia of the game. And and I was thinking to myself, and I made this proposal to myself last night, Josh, and I, I, I know you're a college basketball dork, just like I'm a baseball dork. We all are secretly dorks in a certain sport that, like, maybe not everybody cares about, right? B-Dub is a squash dork. Um, no, he's a, he, he's a wrestling dork. Oh, absolutely. yeah, wrestling yeah. dork. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like. I don't mind that one. So that's, that's fine. So, so we all we have all our have, dorkiness, yeah, yeah. right? Like right? you, you can let us know that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you, you can let us know what sport you're a dork in at nine one three five eight six seven six ten. For me, it's baseball. For Josh, it's college basketball. For B Dub, it's wrestling. That means if that's on, we're watching, and we don't care if you think we're dorks on that sport. We like that sport, right? And so here's my proposal for college basketball. And I ask you again because you're the college basketball dork. You're the guy who loves the game. I'm the guy on the outside that would reinvent the game, right? And so for me, I'm thinking if you go to overtime, no fouls in overtime. Just play the five minutes, running clock, no fouls, and see what happens. The best overtime in professional sports, I have to say this, is the National Hockey League. Let's go five or ten minutes, whatever it is, three on three. And then see what happens. And that's the way to go. And I like the fact that they do that. So college basketball needs to reinvent the overtime period. Either don't call whistles or let's go three on three or whatever the case may be. You've got to do something different. And I know you've been proposing penalty the, kicks is the, what the, our, penalty <laughs> kicks. We can do that as well. Free throw shoot off or something yeah. like that. At the end of regulation, you, you, you get five guys and you let them go out there and you, and you shoot free throws. Everybody gets one long as Kansas didn't put that KJ or, Adams jr. At the line last night, they'd have been fine. Or maybe you go to you go overtime. Every Everybody's back in, kind of like dodgeball. Oh, you know? I like that too. That's a good idea. <laughs> we're, we're yeah. dodgeball, you know, you, got, you could get that. Uh, well, we always played it where if you actually made the basket, if you played in the gym and you made the basket, everybody got back in. Yeah. <laughs> like overtime. Everybody's in. I kid. do like that rule. Everybody's in I'm again. in on that. If you go to overtime, everybody's back, back in. Yeah. Because everybody's fouling out and you're watching overtime with some seven foot stiff that you never heard of before out there on the floor. And so I think. And you, they got you, KU fans mad that they're feeding the post and they're fourth favorite post player. I don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't know. They were all mad about something. Um, shocker. Yeah. They were all mad about uh, somebody that was getting the ball that shouldn't have last night, but I don't know. I, I, I just, you I, want the Elam ending. I've though. been in favor of this yeah. Elam ending. If you don't know what it is, just, just Google Elam ending and they've experimented with it in the, the summer TBT. They might've even experimented with it on like a preseason NIT. I don't, I don't know if it's gotten that far now, but, it, but, it, but it catches steam every once in a while. It's under four timeout. You shut off the clock, and you played to a score. Right, whatever eight more you than add, the top score is. If it's 72 to 70, whatever, First one to 80 wins. First one to 80 wins. You add eight, and the first one to, to 80 wins. And it, it gives you a game-winning shot, even in a blowout. 
It gives the opportunity. The team knows what they got to do to, to win the game. It prevents you from hacking because you don't really want to send anybody to the free throw line and give them the opportunity for points. I just think it's a, it's a better way to end college basketball. Yeah. I, oh, I've thought that for a number of years. It would be so compelling. You have you actually have game-winning shots in blowout games. Yeah, you do. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Someone's yep. up 30, you're like, well, you got to get eight more, all right. Um, and, and there's a game-winning shot, usually. Sometimes it could be a game-winning free throw, and that wouldn't be the great A walk-off free throw wouldn't be the greatest thing in the world. But uh, just the, it gets so bogged down. With with fouls and whistles, and this one was a perfect example. Of that, Bench reviews, like, and monitor and yeah, reviews, yeah, the monitor review, which is inevitable at that time of the game. Like, right. come on, uh, it's that that game just took too long to play. It did, it, it really did. But it was compelling. It was fun. It was Two entertaining. Hours and Forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit too long. Uh, the overtime was a little bit much for me, but uh, very very compelling game. Gave, gave, really did. It checked all the boxes. Gave you everything you wanted. It was a fun basketball game last night. That's what regular season college basketball needs. But give me give me a couple of good games against a couple of marquee teams, and, and and let's call it a regular season. And for me, this is the first time I've watched a college basketball game since Kansas played Missouri back in December. And it's funny. I was thinking about it because Kansas versus Missouri, Kansas versus Kansas State, those are big games. Those are hook games. Mm-hmm. That's sure. what I need. There's, there's too much minutia and nonsense in, in college basketball, just like there's too many games against the Twins in baseball. And, you know, you got to move on from some of these things and, and figure out ways to spice it up a little bit. But I thought last night was great. Bill Self probably wants that timeout back, don't you think, at the end there where he called that timeout and the gentleman drained that three-point shot would have given Kansas the lead, probably the win. Maybe the first time ever I'm looking at a game going, man, Bill Self did something wrong. That he doesn't normally do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That was just, that was like out of character for him to call that timeout, but I'm sure he wants that back. I asked Nick Short on Twitter about it. He didn't respond. Mm. I thought maybe he'd get back to me. Uh, So so yes, I'm a college basketball dork. I like the extra pass, so don't knock on me for that. The extra pass I love the extra pass. I love it. Love it. Get it to the third side, man. Just get it, get it around, get it around. Uh, somebody says I'm a, I'm a dork for curling, yep. dork for horse racing, dork for NASCAR. Yeah. Good, good what, else, what else Another are you a dork for? Yeah, Another a couple curling of curlings well. on there. What else so are you a dork 913 for? 913-586-7610. We probably all of our sport that, yeah. that has its warts, and that's fine, but it's it's ours. So you love so. the extra pass. I do. You, like, I love they, it. They said the extra pass, and I, and I see, like, hardcore basketball fan in the corner so excited. Oh, the extra I pass. I love when there's right? four, that extra pass. Yeah, I love extra pass. four around the arc, and the, the third one's got a decent enough shot. It kicks into that fourth person and they got that corner three they and they knock, corner, they, they knock it down. Oh, the, the extra best. pass. I love it. Oh, love, love, love the extra pass. So that's like me, baseball dork going, that's like hitting behind the runner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like we all have that, again, what we're dorks about in sports. In baseball, hit behind the runner. Oh my God, he hit behind the runner and he went from first to third. It's right. the greatest thing ever. Right. And, and and I think in football, like the, the, the sneaky little thing that like the dork football fan, like Binkley would probably like. Slants. I have uh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm team slant. Oh, that's, no. a, that's my dorky football one. Oh, no. Oh, no. The screen game is an extension of the run <laughs> yeah, game yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's, yep. that's, if you've, that's, that's Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, that's Chiefs yep. football. That, so, that yeah, is right there. The, the, the screen game is the extension of the run game guy. So, compelling game. Jerome Tang, the head coach of K State. You remember he wanted his fans to root for his team and not against. KU didn't right. quite go to that script last night, but they gave it a shot. Well, I was really disappointed in um, the introduction when our our students started chanting the the FKU chant. Um, it's like crap. I hadn't I hadn't gotten it across yet, you know. And uh, there's work to be done. And and then at the end of the game when they were on the the floor and and they started chanting it again, you know, I, I just. I really want them to understand that, um, you know, we don't we don't have to degrade the other team. We can dislike them all we want, but but let's 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 cheer for us. Let's just let America hear Kansas State and not hear the other name. So he's still got some work to do in yep, that regard. Yep, yep, yep. Gave it a good gave it a good uh, the old college try. He's gonna have to keep working there. They did a lot of things right last night. He was like, "That's a that's a coach, though." You know, we did a lot of things right last time. You know what? We didn't quite get our message across to the fans and the students what we wanted them to do. He's so. got a chance to be the next legendary coach over there at K State, though, man. I, I like the way he's kind of come in and won right from the jump. He's got a first great of personality, all. great personality, yeah, yeah. and isn't afraid to say what's on his mind yeah. and what needs to be said. 
I've always thought the same thing that Jerome Tang just said there. Like, you're chanting FKU instead of, like, yay K-State. Like, I mean, why don't you cheer for your team? I've never I've never understood that from the fan base perspective. Like, just root for your team. And your team wins, that's great, man. And, and, and focus on your team because what he said the other day about, you know, KU living rent-free in their heads. You just beat Kansas, the number two team in the nation. Some kids stole the basketball. They had guys with ropes on the floor. Everybody was very excited last night. And they're chanting FKU instead of yay K-State. I understand how that could rub Jerome Tang the wrong way. I totally get that, man. I totally get that. Cheer for us, not against the other team. Don't do this, Chiefs, and you'll be just fine. Next. Okay, Coach, we're out of time. Thank you Thank so much. Thank you. Fesco in the morning. One of the greatest duos. Brought to you by Rainer Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RainerKC.com. 610 Sports Radio. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Seven six ten. You request the music on a way back Wednesday. Tag your names. So you get the credit. All right. This one's coming from S Dub at the bus stop. One of the little wind doves cry from Prince. Shout out to everybody at Kip Legacy High School. Got the Fesco in the morning locked in, as well as Navitus. Faithful listeners. I found out at the uh, company party, quite a few people have Fesco in the morning locked in. I have quite a few questions about the. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the beach song? No. <laughs> Brett Beachtown, yes, definitely. Uh, Carl yeah. Cheffers. Yeah. And uh, the way that we look out for our children and how great of husbands we are. Oh, so, that's nice to hear yeah, from yeah. other people, man. It was, it was good times, good man. times. But don't schedule the holiday party during a playoff game. Yeah, you can't do that kind of stuff. Can't do that. You know the Chiefs are going to be playing in January now. <laughs> don't schedule parties. Like pre-planned stuff you can skip. Schedule them on Friday nights. Yeah. But good times. We love it. We appreciate it. And we are preferred now four to one. That's exactly right. Um, let me let me tell you this about uh, that song right there. Can I just get a moment here? For Absolutely. Myself here for a second. Yes. When, when Doves Cry. That was the uh, the theme song of the city of Minneapolis on Sunday. <laughs> we needed a moment for that. Yes, we did. I did anyway. I did. Still the great story about Prince is that 
everybody in Minneapolis has a story about Prince. That's different and wonderful. There's no negative stories about that gentleman in that whole town. None. And most of them are like, he's riding a bike. You know? So I'm riding his bike or I, whatever by my house or yeah. whatever. Just like he just would just appear places. My favorite story, we were at a, at, at a bar called the CC Club in, in Minneapolis. And uh, I found the bar because my friend Viking Jim, who's a Vikings fan, so I was like, you got to go to this bar. And, and he's a big fan of this band called The Replacements. Have you ever heard of this band mm-hmm. called The Replacements mm-hmm. before? They had like one hit, I yeah, think. But I, like, it's, it's like one of those niche bands, I guess, if you're late 80s, in. Early, early 90s or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he, he was always talking to me about The Replacements. He's like, oh, the CC Club, if you're ever there. So we, we go to the CC Club, whatever. It's, it's a dive bar, fun time, great time. This was years and years ago. And I, I'm being Bob, as, as you, you know, Josh, and, uh, and, and my friends know, okay, he's going to be Bob here now. So I'm asking every single person, do you know Prince? And to my, like, astonishment, everybody's like, I don't know him, but. but. And, and, and they <laughs> all have this great story about Prince. And my favorite one, and I'm sure I've told this before, but my favorite story was the bartender. I'm like, do you know Prince? He's like, no, but. And I'm like, okay, th- th- tell me about Prince, he goes, well, my dad's boss, like, lived down the street or something from Prince, where, wherever they lived, lived, lived close by, and one day he gets a knock on his door one weekend, and, you know, a little knock on the door, he opens the door, it's Prince, Prince is at the neighbor's house. I need some sugar. Yeah, pr- 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 Prince wanting to borrow a cup of milk. No, Prince has said, um, he said, uh, <laughs> I just just want to let you know, I'm, I'm having a party tonight, and I just want to let all the neighbors know that you're all invited. And I go, did he go to the party? He goes, no. I go, how How do you you not not? go to the party at Graceland, man? You're invited to a party at Graceland thrown by Prince, and you're not showing up to that? Like, how? I don't care what else you got going on, unless it's like a a wedding or something that night of your child. You gotta go see what that's about. You gotta go, right? Yeah. You just got you gotta you, go. You put go on be, your slacks and get your ass go down be a fly there. On the wall and just see what this thing's about. Right. Yeah. 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 Like he he would show up randomly. What is it? Second, not Second City up there. First Avenue or something. First Avenue. First Avenue. He would just randomly show up there on on Tuesday and just jam. And Lizzo became big at that yes. place as well. And and I mean that that place is legendary. If you yes. ever get up to Minneapolis, they've got a wall outside and they're all stars of the people who perform there. I mean it's a literally a who's who. On my first trip with the Royals was uh, we went up to Minneapolis. First stop I went to as soon as we got in the hotel, I went straight to First Avenue. Yeah, took a big picture big of it. Picture, it was like man. this is this is awesome. But, you know, this is where the purple one was. Yeah, so. it, it, it's crazy. Even if you're not like a like I'm not a diehard Prince fan. I like some of his music. Like play Seven later on today. That's a great okay. song. By oh, Prince Seven, and, and I'm embarrassed. And, and I'm embarrassed to say this: the first time I truly, really heard that song, I was at a karaoke bar in San Antonio, and this guy was on stage and karaoke to Seven, and it was wonderful. It was so good. I'm like, oh my god, this guy truly does sound like Prince, and that's kind of how I I fell in love with that song, listening in the year 2000 at a karaoke bar on the west side of San Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> but the Prince stuff, you're right about like, oh, yeah, he was riding his bike or whatever. Yeah. He was just, he was just a guy, man. A lot of times these superstars just hide in their homes and they never, you know, well, show I mean, their he did faces. have a compound, I think, but he yeah. did, but he got out of it. Yeah. Though. But yeah. It seemed like every, he just was just kind of out and about all the time. So yeah. yeah pretty cool. Um, I was, I was thinking yesterday afternoon, that's usually a problem. Um, uh, what do the Jags do well? Why like were you trying, thinking about that on like a I'm, random like Tuesday? I'm, just, I'm trying to not overlook anybody. I'm trying to respect the opponent. You're trying to play, you know, one game at a time. I'm like, what do they really do well? Playing with their hair on fire, man. They, they don't have a care in the world. They're not intimidated. They're not intimidated. They're not afraid to have the, uh, a comeback. But neither are the Chiefs. Like, right. the Chiefs have been. Right, yeah. The come, comeback kids. No, no lead is insurmountable, what have you. They're not going to go away. Kind of pesky. But the thing they do really well is they – Turn people over. Yeah. They're fourth. They were fourth in the NFL this season in takeaways. Like the rest of their defensive numbers are okay. They're solid enough defensively. Nothing's going to wow you other than they take the football away. Mm-hmm. Their sacks are low. Their points are just average. So just be smart. And I know it might be asking a lot because we've seen at times we've had some concerns about playing people into games with, with turnovers right, right down the right, stretch. Right, right, right. Like just clean that up. Don't give them the football. And you're kind of fine. Like offensively, does Trevor really scare you? 
I don't I don't know enough about him to say whether he scares me or doesn't. At, at like this Allen moment in time, you, Burrow scares you. There's reasons why. Yeah, Burrow scares me. Allen, I know if you give him an opportunity, he'll throw an th- interception in the You're red hoping. zone. You're hoping. Yeah, you you he's become your Philip Rivers. I think unjustly, but he's become your Philip Rivers. Like you always expected Philip. I'm not the level of that. I don't expect Josh Allen to make a mistake. I'm ex- expecting to make some plays. Will he make some? Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Now, Trevor Lawrence had four picks last week, right? That's a lot. That's a big number. And he only, yeah. But he only had eight all season. Oh. So Doug Peterson fixed the quarterback. Right? So he went away from himself in, in one game. They don't turn the football over. He's got some playmakers. Christian Kirk, despite the fact he signed that big contract, everybody's like, oh, he had 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. Like, yeah, that's a good That's a good year. What more do you want? Jones and well, Ingram? Well, what more do you want is, is, is when you sign a contract like that, you need double-digit touchdowns, 10,000 yards, <laughs> right. and you need not to set the bar for yeah. everybody else. No. That's the problem with the Kirk contract. He, he, he was, screwed the whole league. He was their leading receiver, and he had eight touchdowns. Like, that, that's a good that's year. Fine. That's a really uh, good Jones year. Jones and Ingram, good compliments. They had 31 less yards than Juju and MVS, but four more touchdowns. I'll take less yards and more scores, yeah. ETN was over 1,100 yards. Gives him a capable ground game. Not flashy, but productive. These are the teams you don't want to see. Like, There's nothing that's like... Like, the Chiefs are like, oh, they got Mahomes. Oh, my goodness. They got Chris Jones. They sack people. I mean, there's some, some definitive things. Jags are okay at stuff. But they're really good at a lot of different things, they, right? They Yeah. And they don't have a perceived weakness either. No. They're just, they're just really, really solid. But don't give them the football. They take mm-hmm. away the football. Don't do that, and I think you're fine. Mm-hmm. Play your game. Well, don't. And I think if the Chiefs don't turn the football over, that's going to make them really, really difficult to beat. I, I look, Like, they're, they're a team that's scary enough offensively. Uh, solid enough defensively that if they don't turn the football over, they're going to be a tough out. The Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no no just doubt. Get get to that. No doubt. And then see if anybody can take you down, and uh, a lot of teams won't be able to. Well, I, I've been saying all along, Josh, the only thing that's going to beat the Chiefs is the Chiefs, and the only thing that beats the Chiefs is turning the football over. I was, I was watching, started to watch something yesterday of an NFL expert on Yahoo or whatever the hell it was. I was watching. It was Mark Ross. He's a former general manager of somebody. And he was on there talking about, you know, the Chiefs defense not being good over the last couple of weeks. I'm like, all right, I'm bouncing out of this one, first of all, because this is an ill-informed opinion and it's wrong. And he's like, well, they gave up 27 or whatever it was against Denver. Yeah, they gave up that many points because they turned the ball over three times and gave the Chiefs defense a short field position three drives in a row. That's why they gave up those points. You don't I've been saying it all year. If you don't turn the ball over, the Chiefs will not lose a football game. You turn the football over, now you're putting yourself in a, in a possible position to lose the game. And so that that's why when you know we go into this game on Saturday afternoon, Josh, I'm looking at it, I'm going, it's up to Patrick Mahomes not to turn the football over. Don't have interceptions. Don't have red zone turnovers. Don't fumble the ball in the open field. Don't fumble the ball on special teams. Like, it all comes down to turnovers. If the Chiefs win that turnover battle, they're going to win the football game. I know Jacksonville probably is going, oh, we, we got you beat on that. But you you win the turnover battle, you will win this game going away. It will not be a contest in the second half. But you have to make sure you win that turnover battle. And it's been a little bit dicey lately. We've been waiting, meanwhile, on a Chief and may still be waiting. Next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster has patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Don't miss former Chiefs linebacker Derek Johnson every Monday at 7.30, 610 Sports Radio. Centric. Learn more at centric.com slash 610. It is a way back Wednesday. That means you pick the music at 913-586-7610. Tag your name so that beat up can read it. 
Our man B-Rock was watching the original Space Jam, to me, the only Space Jam, and wanted a little seal, fly like an eagle, cherish those moments, B-Rock. Enjoy that time with your son watching Space Jam. Was there another Space Jam? And they said there was. The LeBron uh, one. I didn't hate it. No, uh, it was trash. I didn't hate it. I never I turned it, it on. I won't watch it again. Kind of like me in Night Court. <laughs> Yes, you so did watch some night court yesterday instead of the KU, out of KU, KU State K-State game. State for a while to catch a little night court, the reboot. What'd you think? I didn't hate it. I won't go back for more. The nostalgia, you know, a little nostalgic because it's. Was it though? It, it kind of was because uh, the new judge is Harry's daughter. And ah, she talks in real life no, or no, no okay. in the character. That's and, how they spun it. Oh, okay. Right. And All tries right. to talk John Larroquette to come back and be a part of the night court and played on his emotions with Harry and everything. And like, all right, I saw Larroquette like creepily hit on her too. No, no. But you know, he was still Larroquette. So I had two episodes and I'm done. So basically this show came about because John Larroquette was bored and really had nothing else and said, why don't we reboot night court? Yeah, pretty much. Because there's nobody else from the original show, right? Bull was retired from acting. So he's out. Somebody had said that yesterday on the Mm. text line or whatever. So he gone. I'm just glad he's uh, Harry's dead. Marky Post is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, is Roz? Roz? I don't think Roz is alive either. Remember the old bailiff? Was she the, the, the Where's the Beef lady? Oh, yeah. Well, she's gone. She's yeah. gone. But she was the Where's the Beef lady, right? She smoked a pack of Marlboros in a 30-minute episode every single night. She was great. Don't where's know, the beef? I don't know if Marsha Warfield is still with us. I don't, yeah, Marsha Warfield, yeah. I loved her, too. She was great. There were some good good people in that. But you start to go back and watch some of these old 80s sitcoms that we loved, and you realize, oh, my God. Not good. Like the old ones I'm talking about, like not good, right? Like you're like, ooh, I thought that show was good. Like Small Wonder. Still alive, 68 years old. Sorry. When was the last time you went back and watched Small Wonder? No. Uh uh. Can't say that. No. I mean, Alf. Alf is terrible. Just awful. Oh, I ah! loved Alf, too. That guy from Mel Mac Eight Cats was great. Yeah. Who didn't? It's it's terrible. Awful. Ah! Like the father in Alf? Oh, my God. Was that oh, guy a Willie paid Tanner? actor? Oh. He sucked. Oh, he was trash. Oh, God. If it wasn't for Alf, that show wouldn't be good. Yeah. Like, if they just had that family on the show, you're like, oh, what am geez. I watching yeah, here? What yeah. is this? This is hot garbage. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for Thursday night still. That 90s show. That 90s show on Netflix. I'm excited for that. I, 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 I have hope that it's going to be interesting. Like, just maybe bring me nostalgia from the 90s. I don't know what, what to really expect. Why I'm excited about it, but it's that '90s show. It's like when you get excited for that '90s station on 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 the radio, and, and and it's all '90s music, and it's like three songs you really like, and the rest you're like, eh, I could do without that. Well, then you realize that like how many songs there were during that. Yeah. Time. You didn't listen to them all at the time, and then you really only like three. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, how it works. That's kind of, <laughs> it really is. You're kind of yeah. sad by that. No, so that, the '90s one has has a chance though, because I think it's it's got a lot of people back from the show. Right, it feels like they've what show tried to <laughs> they've tried to put. Some effort into it, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some of these you feel like, are they slapping this thing together and giving it a shot? Well, you wonder you know? there's so much out there right now, right? You're slapping a lot of stuff together. Right? It's, I mean, like like Night Court reboot. Come on, that's yeah, I mean, together. That's what I'm saying. The, the, a lot of the reboots, I feel like, are just lazy. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Well, they, they're all lazy because they're not original ideas. But we'll just, we'll just, we'll just try and see if we can get, get you. Yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're easily hooked. That's so right. Go for it. We're in hook, line, and sinker, my man. <laughs> so hook, they, line, so they, and sinker. So go for it. So uh, two episodes dub made. That maybe two, episodes. two more than I'm going to yeah, do. Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to find that one. Where is that on Peacock? Yeah. yeah. NBC yeah, Peacock. Yeah. yeah. Home of the Chicago's. Yeah, my wife's, uh, we got like a bank issue going on, so we had to cancel the credit card, and the Peacock one was tied to that. We keep getting emails to renew. I'm like, eh, Raymond's on Hulu, too. I don't really need Oh, Peacock. I like, I love I love the Peacock. You do? Yeah, yeah. I get law, all the Law and Orders. Ah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All the Chicago's, all the yeah. Law and Orders. Yeah, yeah. You're good to go. Plus, you can get the yearly ones pretty cheap. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah. Do it that way. But, like, a lot of it, there, there's a lot of crossover on different platforms, too. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Like, I didn't realize like, suddenly that. Suddenly, like, you're like, wait, that's that's also available there. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, Hulu has a lot of crossovers from a lot of other ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all... You know, pay for the rights. Hey, good for those. All I can think of is the Kenny Banyas of the world who get that get that residual. Do you know check. how many episodes he was in? Uh, no, seven. Oh wow, that's it. Seven episodes. I just remember. Do you know Newman was only in thirty six episodes a number what? of years ago when he came in here and he's like, no, no, check, 
Checks keep coming. Yeah. And I was like, oh, good for you. Well, it was just after our, our really bad experience that we had with uh, J.J. Walker. And and we didn't know if Kenny Banya was going to be cool or if he was going to be J.J. Walker. And the, the, the thing is with J.J. Walker, he refused to say dynamite. We're like, well, then there's no, really no need for you to come in studio today. I mean, well, that's we, your catchphrase. Right? trying to force him into it. He wouldn't do it. And he, and yeah. he wouldn't do it. Then he's on there selling he, reverse mortgages. Then he sold it. Yeah. <laughs> he sold it. Smart. He'll, he'll say it whenever you want right. now. Reverse for, mortgages for, are dynamite. For a price. And so Kenny Banya came in a few weeks later. We're like, I got to ask you this. Can can you say it's gold, Jerry? Are you, like, adverse to saying that like J.J. Walker was with Dynamite? He goes, no, I got to check every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll say it all day long. I'm, I'm cashing checks, baby. It's gold, Jerry, gold. So said, I also watched Night Court last night. It was okay. I'll give it another episode or two, but probably won't make it through the season. I think that was that was exactly Dub's reaction. Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it definitely won't make yeah. it to season So you two. watched two episodes of Night Court last night while the final two minutes of the KUK State were going no, on, right? No, 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 before minutes. the final two. Yeah. I tapped out at halftime, went to Night Court, got a good hour of Night Court, and came back, was going to see what the final score was. Holy crap, there's two minutes still left in the still game. Still going, yeah. There's no Shot 40 minutes the later, right? Like, oh, man. Go. Let's, let, let's go. Again, fun one last night, man. More fun for Shilla, please. No. All right. Uh, what's stinks. the deal uh, with McCole Hardman? Well, that's the million-dollar question right now, right? You you had uh, sent me a message yesterday about that. Like, what's going on with McCole Hardman right now, man? Like, we're, we're still not sure if he's going to play. Nobody's really sure if he's going to play right now uh, on Sunday. It literally is literally day-to-day. Uh, as the, as they like to say, they say he's still having a, f- a few issues. He's still not 100% yet uh, to where he needs to be. And, and you wonder if he's ever going to be at that level where he can get out there and play and and, and go out there and do what, what this team needs him to do. I, I'm a McCall Hardman uh, apologist to an extent because I think he's really good. I think this organization is much better on offense when he's out there. I mean, he he's a red zone scorer. That jet sweep that he runs, they've tried it with other guys. We've all seen it. It's not as good as when McCall Hardman is out there, but he's dealing with this nagging injury that's not quite healed yet, not quite to the level of where A, he wants to be, B, where the team needs him to be to potentially get out there and play this weekend. So we're still doing a day-to-day on McCole Hardman. I'm not going to say if I'm a betting man, I'll put money on whether or not he plays. We literally don't know. I talked to somebody yesterday, Josh, like, we don't know. We we really don't know what's going to happen on Saturday. We just have to wait and see each day if he's getting better and if he's got the opportunity to play on Saturday. He's becoming the uh, Joel Embiid of the Chiefs. Right? Yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> but not like yeah. remember that, yeah. that KU tournament where they're like, oh, he might be ready next weekend. Yeah. Oh, another, oh, they're about, nope. Uh, Joel's going pro. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was so, only one weekend of the yeah. tournament. That's when they lost to Stanford yeah. over in St. Louis. Over in St. Louis. Yeah. Well, it was through the next weekend. It was through the Big 12, too. Right. Remember? Oh, the, the, God, if you yes. make it the next weekend, it might be blah, blah, right. blah. And it just never, ever happened. It's wait, wait, wait. Uh, could be done. We don't know. And also, I just feel like this is going to be one, too. We won't get the full story till. Like yeah. further out in the summer or something right, where yeah. you're like, what was really going on there? Hey, if you're a fan of, of, of a discounted return next season, might get that too. You may get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No one's going to know. <laughs> he hasn't had a full body of work this year. You may be able to get him back. He's at a only discount. played nine games. That was week nine when he got hurt. I, I feel like that was like yesterday. And like, we're still waiting for the four weeks to pass and he's going to be back. But no, I mean, they wouldn't have taken him off that whatever that IR list is that they put guys on. If they didn't on, think he was going to yeah. be able to play. And so yeah. I, I think they, they believe he, he he should and and hopefully get well soon. But I don't know. Maybe he needs another week. I, I don't know the answer to the question. And quite honestly, Josh, they don't either. And that, I think, is the big enigma right now is that nobody's really quite sure. I didn't know this answer. And Football Zebras has apparently answered this. We looked at the... Uh, Divisional round of the playoffs, and we looked at the, at the officials, right? We, we hated ourselves for it, but we did it, right? right? We found out that Carl Cheffers was not on the Chiefs game. He's That's on, right. He's on Bill's Bengals. And Bill Vinovich, who apparently is is good, is not on the Chiefs game either. Sure. We got Sean Hockley as the official. But Football Zebras now tweets, the eventual Super Bowl crew is selected from the divisional playoff officials. Oh, crap. One Jeffers. of the four White Hats will preside over the Super Bowl. Answer my question: Is there are they eligible to do more? Yep. Apparently, yep. The, apparently the answer is yes. So whoever does the best this weekend will be in the <laughs> Super Bowl. Is I, that what I, we're, I, I we're grading I it know, on? Or I what? don't know how they end up determining that that lot, but one of these four will be the uh, the Super Bowl official. Should the uh, Chiefs get there? Yeah, so. Carl Chefferslow will be there, I guess, as as the referee for the Super Bowl. If if the Bills make it, like we're we're kind of expecting the script to go, they want Buffalo in the Super Bowl, so they're going to have Carl yeah. do that game. Yeah. 
So Carl will make sure that Josh Allen gets his championship. Sorry to point that out, but yeah, there's a chance. I mean, I'm, I'm not being conspiracy theorist. He's refing the Bills game for a reason this weekend. They want the neutral side game. Fallon's play for blocking the back. Timeout. Yeah. So stay tuned for uh, more referee information. I don't know how we stop doing. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I don't want to talk about the refs. We shouldn't right. be doing. We shouldn't it. know these guys' names. No, not should at all. Know them. We shouldn't know their names. Uh, today's story time with Dan Israel is going to look at some playoff memories. We'll get to that coming up next. Fesco in the morning, brought to you by Rayner Garage Doors of Kansas City. LiftMaster is patented MyQ technology. It's no wonder LiftMaster is the number one professionally installed garage door opener. Find us at RaynerKC.com. Hear from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Dana Hughes, Tuesday at 8.30 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now that the party is jumping, with the bass kicked in and the Vegas are pumping, quick to the point, to the point, no MCs like a pound of bacon, burning them, getting quick and nimble. I go crazy when I hear a cymbal and a hi hat with a souped up tempo. I'm on a roll, it's time to go solo. Rolling in my 5.0, put my rag top down so my hair can blow. The girl is on standby, waiting just to say hi. Did you stop? No, I just drove, I kept on pursuing to the next stop. I bust a left and I'm heading to the next block. The block was dead, yo, so I continue to A1A. Girls were hot, wearing less than bikinis. Rock men love us, driving like bikinis. Jealous. You request the music on the way back Wednesday, 913-586-7610. Tag your name so that you get the credit. Our buddy Kevin listening on Orlando. Want a little ice, ice, baby, right here on Fesco in the morning. All I envision now is he's just playing this every time as he's like, uh, you know, redoing some kitchen cabinets. Or, uh, or performing at a ballpark near that you. Too, that yeah. too. But that's just the theme as he's he's rehabbing houses. It's just an endless loop. Of I'm ice, telling ice, you what, baby. that that concert he did at Kauffman Stadium last year was so fun. <laughs> it was great. Played your three hits and got out. Yeah, got out and uh, didn't need an opening act. We didn't need the the, the got the, out and yeah. redid a bathroom sink. Good for him. I, I everybody says like he's a great dude now too, and not, not that he ever wasn't. I don't know Vanilla Ice per se uh, personally, and never met Mister uh, Mister Ice. Ice. Uh, but I I, he, <laughs> him, he, I call him Vanilla. We're close like that. Mm, mm. Um, but See, I know him as Nilla. Nilla so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you like his wafers too? Yep. Yeah. He made the wafer. He did. Um, and so I, everybody says, like, this guy, he's, he's bought in is what they're saying. You know, like, it took forever for He's in Robert, on the bet. Yeah, yeah, Robert Stack or whatever that guy is named who does the Priceline stuff. Robert Stack, is that who that is? He was never in on that bit. And so you know, once you get in on the bit, you it's mean William real, Shatner? That's it, yeah. 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 <laughs> Robert Stack. <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's good. Wasn't he the unsolved mysteries guy? No, that's the unsolved mysteries guy for sure. (laughs) NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks, Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. I just need a guy in a trench coat smoking a cigarette telling me about, like, you know, the the crime that they're going to investigate that day. And, like, dark behind him on a street with just the street light over the top. Hi, I'm Robert Stack for Priceline.com. Beam me up, Scotty. Reverse mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, Robert Stack will be doing reverse mortgages, right? Who's think. next in line to do reverse mortgages? Mm. Mm. Don't know. I don't know. Danon. Because we had, uh, was it Tom Selleck doing some? Yeah. Right? And, uh, well, JJ, we talked about the last Yeah, Dynamite, yeah. And then the Fonz was on there doing some, I think, yeah, too. Maybe. Hey, get your reverse mortgage from me. As hey. soon as this new night court crashes, it's going to be John, John Larroquette. John Larroquette, <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. That's good. The reverse candidate. mortgage company is like looking at John Larroquette right now going, oh, we got a potential spokesperson. Robert Stack. Very good. For the AARP, you know, membership cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who who endorses yours? The one you get in the mail? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's I'm just starting to get those now. now. It's at, just, at 45, uh, they're saying you're not too young to sign to, up for AARP. To whom it may concern. You know, you get those. You know what the uh, mm-hmm. you're gonna know what's, Does anybody even you. open mail anymore? I saw one yesterday that arrived at our house addressed to my wife, right? And on the envelope, it was stamped. Immediate response required. Yeah, Trash. no, it's not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. File 13 trip. just because your printer does cursive, I ain't falling for it. No. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. those nice letters oh, you yeah, get. Oh, yeah, you didn't yeah. handwrite that. I know it. Yeah. So that's that's not to me. It's just yeah. a generic one. Yeah, the mail's a scam. I'm not falling for that. I'm not falling for that thing. Yeah, we don't need the mail. Time for a little uh, These Stories. 
Mahomes looks to throw it. Pump faking right side. He wants it. A comeback cut. And it's caught by Kelsey. Touchdown, Kansas City. One of the greatest duos in the history of the National Football League. These stories is real. Focus and finish. With Dan Israel. That game will forever stick in mind. The longest tenured member of the Chiefs radio network. Brought to you by Physician Aesthetic Specialists. Some playoff memories with Dan. Also, some memories of Jacksonville. Because, you know, Dan was around when this team was founded. My first memories of, of Jacksonville was 1995 when the expansion. So I entered the league in 1990. I'd never heard of expansion. I don't think they had expanded since, what, maybe the 60s. And uh, the league merged. But uh, they, they were bringing on the Panthers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I, I literally remember thinking, Jacksonville, Florida. I I don't even know where that's at. And, and it's in they Duval in, County. There you go. Don't you know <laughs> you that? Go. Everybody knows that. But I, I I remember thinking, you know, how good could a team be if you just, you know, ch- picking players that aren't already in the league? No matter how many draft picks you get and how the expansion kind of goes, it's like these guys aren't going to be any good for a long time. And, of course, Tampa Bay hadn't been good for a long time. It's like why are they adding another team in Florida that is, you know, going to struggle. But uh, that was my first memories of, of Jacksonville. Andy Reid's first game as head coach of the Chiefs was in Jacksonville. In fact, a 28-2 beatdown. I just remember watching that game and, and thinking to myself, this is different than what we've been watching over the last couple of years. This yeah. is this is something good, maybe. Off the heels of the 2012 season, that would, that would have been an outstanding performance and, and uh, definitely a, a teaser for the future uh, of the franchise. I think it's interesting for me. So in from my time in 1990 to now, prior to Coach Reed, combined, I had 13 playoff games. Under Coach Reed, I've had 16. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it has a lot of good football. And, it, and we're not talking about coaches that were uh, unaccomplished. We're talking about Marty Schottenheimer. We're talking about Dick Vermeil, Herm Edwards, uh, and even Todd Haley managed to pull out a, a, a playoff game in there as well. But... 13 to 16, it's it's really goes to show how good we've had it for these last 10 years. I mean, why why do you think, though, this franchise struggled for so long in the postseason? You know, Bob, I always felt like in 2019, uh, when we got to the Super Bowl and we played that game, I realized I felt like all those years prior that suddenly there was this epiphany of, you know, we weren't as good as we thought we were. This is what it really takes to get to this game. And so I'm not sure we ever really understood that prior to the to the uh, 2019 season. I think you started to see it a little in 2018 and certainly Joe knew what it was what it would take to get there, but I, I was always amazed that there's this slight step, you know, if if the regular season averages from 0 to 10 averages a 2 or 3 in speed, the wild card weekend ticks up to 3 and then the divisional weekend ticks up to 4. And the AFC championship ticks up to six and you get to the Super Bowl and you're running at about an 18. You know, I mean, it's just this huge leap. And I just feel like those last two games in particular were really difficult to kind of match the speed and intensity that other teams already knew that we somehow didn't. Yeah, I remember my very first season, you know, prior to my start in 1990. Of course, there was, I think, the 86 season. They were in the playoffs. But prior to that, it was the Christmas Day game. It goes all the way back to Lynn Dawson in the Christmas Day game and, and six quarters of football. But my very first season, we traveled to Miami for a wild card game. And I thought, well, this wasn't so hard. <laughs> you know, I mean, here I am in my first year. I'm going to make it there. And, and that game came down to, and I can still see it clear as day so vividly. Albert Lewis dove for a ball to try to intercept the ball instead of tackling the ball carrier he missed the ball. Marino completes the pass. I don't remember who he completed it to. That guy turns and steps into the end zone, and that was the difference in that game. And so I not only learned that it was easy to get to the – or I not only thought it was easy to get to the to the playoffs, I learned just how easy it was to lose in the playoffs. And, and so that was 1990. The 1991 season, it was great because we get to the wild card round and we win. It was not only the first game in Arrowhead Stadium, which is remarkable – that it was 1991 before a playoff game occurred in Arrowhead Stadium, but it was against the the Los Angeles, the then Los Angeles Raiders, 
So, man, that was fun. It was not only fun to play them, it was fun to beat them. And to do it in Arrowhead Stadium was super exciting. Uh, Unfortunately, then my first divisional round playoff the next week was Buffalo. And let me tell you, you know, people, people give me a hard time for how much I hate Buffalo. Not the team, the city. It was minus four that night, the Saturday night before we played them in that divisional round. I think it was minus 25 wind chill or something like that. Uh, that was uh, superseded only by the 1993 playoff cha- AFC championship game where it was negative seven and like minus 35. There is no amount of Aurora that is going to keep you warm on a day like that, right? That's an edition of These Stories is Real. I give Dan a hard time. He was around when, you know, the, the Jags were founded. So were you. Yeah. So was I. So was everybody. I hit BACAC on that Madden game so I could have the Jags and the Carolina right. Panthers. Oh, absolutely, man. Madden 94, I believe, had it. Maybe it was Madden 95 had it. I think it was 94, I want to say. Madden 94, you yeah, could I think have it was the 94. code. Yeah, because 95 you could have the they code, came and in. And then 95, yeah. they were actually on the game. Yeah. The BACAC got you one of those It teams. did. It did. They were all 99s, man. They wrecked people on that opening kickoff. I like the fact that we're probably, in our lifetime, other than baseball, adding two more teams, kind of done with the expansion. But when I was a kid and, like, the Colorado Rockies got in and the Marlins got in, like, I, I ordered a ticket from each of them to have one. I don't know where they are right now. That was back when you actually got the stub, you mm-hmm, know, that mm-hmm. you could actually have. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I'm interested to see what baseball does with their two expansion franchises. I think Oakland is obviously moving to uh, to Las Vegas. Did you see the renderings last week of the new strip uh, baseball stadium that they're going to build out there? Oh, oh. my God. The, the, the strip is going to be just incredible. They got an NFL stadium. You got an NBA venue. You got an NHL venue. Keep, you got a baseball stadium. I, I, I know that they, they keep expanding, like, outward. Yeah, but there's still room, like really close, to put these things in. I mean, the, the well, football the price is expensive. The football stadium's like right there, so yeah. it's like how do you how do you keep clearing land in this little area to to make it proximity wise? It's not like it's not like the football stadium's like across town, right? No, whatever. it's right it's there, right yeah. there, yeah. And they just keep like carving. Well, they spaces just level hotels. It. I think this is going to go where the old Tropicana is or was uh, out there on the strip, and so they're going to you know demolish that area and put the new ballpark wow. there. And Oakland's going to move there. And there's this group in Nashville, obviously, that's pursuing a baseball team for there. But I don't know where they're going to go for that for that thirty second team. I, I'd like to see Montreal added back into the mix because ballplayers loved going to Montreal for a number of different reasons. Um, but after COVID, I think it's it's kind of tough to play, you know, your sport if you have an international team with the different rules that were being used up there. We saw the hockey thing having to go to the bubble and then people weren't allowed in Canada for a while. Like the rules were just, I, I thought for me, too difficult to have teams and, and you say, well, it's a once in a lifetime pandemic. Who the hell knows anymore what once in a lifetime is, right? We may see something again where rules change and whatnot. So I, I think it's hard to expand north of the border because of that, because not everybody was on the same page and you have two different countries with totally different rules. And so I, I think when, when, when you look at like baseball expansion, man, I, I still think San Antonio, New Braunfels, Austin, that corridor right there screams major league baseball. And there there's, from from basically Austin to San Antonio, there's I, I want to say approximately eight to ten million people that are just kind of packed in that area, and that would be a great spot to have a baseball team. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.